You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, hey my headphones are loud. Mine too. Ow. Let me turn it down. Just Ow. a little bit. Yeah. Okay, that sounds better. Hey, what's going on, um, everybody? Welcome to Black Guy Therapy. Um, what's up, Joe? How you doing, man? And I'm all right. It's been a while. Yeah. Our schedules are not matching up to get this <laughs> stuff done. This is, this <laughs> nah. is not good. It ain't. But it's okay. That's life, right? You We get it when we get it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the good thing about it is we're still gaining followers day by day. And what's crazy about that is I'm having conversations. It's like, hey, I was talking about something totally separate. And the person I was talking with amongst the group was like, you do a podcast? And I was like, well, no, I'm talking about a podcast. I'm talking about X, Y, Z. However, yeah, it's weird. Gave him the information. He subscribed right then. Yep. I was like, all right. Hey, it's working. Yeah. It's working. I mean, we started, it, has it been a year? It's, no, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not till October. Man. Well, we close. Yeah. We we are definitely close. It's been almost a year. Yeah. Um, it's right around the corner. And um, literally this vision was in the garage. Yeah. Right. So we, we've come a long way from the garage. <laughs> we even have, we got the soundboard. Because yeah. we, cause we tr- started on that, the, the the cell phone attached to the, you remember when we did that? We, the, the cell phone attached to the tripod with the little mic on it. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, I forgot about that. That yeah. was like the very first one. Yeah, we've come a long way. And then it's like, nope. Yeah, this ain't going to work. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Got to go gonna real do, deal. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, if Welcome to Black Guy Therapy. This is your first time listening to us. Know that we are a therapeutic podcast. That's what we call ourselves, a therapeutic podcast. We are a podcast designed for black men to vent about issues that generally we do not talk about um, in our everyday daily lives, right? Yeah. Um, that is that is what we are. That's what we're designed to do. And, you know, here's the thing. I'm so glad we got this, right? Um, you don't understand, especially right now during yeah. COVID, right? Yeah. You don't understand, like what this means yeah. and and I know that there are other people who are out there feeling the same way who just don't know right like what's gonna happen next mm-hmm. where am I where am I coming from here and then sometimes they just need to hear something just off the wall maybe to to to, to take their mind off of <clears throat> what's going on reality yeah yep. so agreed yeah so um and again if this is your first time listening to us know that every time we get on these airways we always try to talk about something um, that affects black men or black people in general, right? Or just something that 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 may be a current event that affects black people. Mm-hmm. So, um, if this is your first time listening to us again, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you and welcome. Um, we are here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I was thinking about, I don't know if we do this enough. The email is BGT, as in Black Guy Therapy, BGT. At Gmail, BGT cast, BGT excuse cast. me. I was like, hold on now. BGT cast at gmail.com. Yeah, check us out. If you dispute anything we are talking about, please let us know. If we were wrong anywhere, we're not above reproach. Nope. So feel free to reach out, let us know, and we'll correct it the next episode. Always do. If, if you listen to, I don't know if that was our last episode or two episodes ago, um, we said something wrong. One of our listeners 
called it out yeah. and we corrected it on the next yep. the next episode and gave a shout out and gave a shout out because yep. that's what we do yep and we we're not here for the for the bull yeah our goal is not to be the only right ones yeah. on the planet our goal is to be the best version of ourselves and help other people along the way exactly and that is the beauty of the show b g t speaking of emails though mm-hmm. right so and i didn't tell you this because I just haven't had time. Uh oh. <laughs> um, no, so so we we actually somebody reached out to us um and wanted to do a sponsorship. Okay. Can I tell you about that? Mm-mm. Yeah, they didn't align with I and and I don't know, maybe they just were found a bunch of podcasts and were like, We're gonna reach out to all these, right? Yeah. It just didn't align with any with our mission at all. Um and they wanted us to um get our uh audience to to buy something that I don't truly believe in. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't think that you believed in it either. Okay. Um, I mean, here's the thing. It was like a, um, what is that stuff? Like a, like a protein powder slash uh, gotcha. pre-workout. And I'm like, I'm like, hold on. And they sent me like two emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm like, hold on. If you listen to us, we're not trying to, you know, fill our people up with, with random things that we don't know what it is. We're trying to keep it pure. Yes. Right. We're trying to keep keep you feeling good. Yes. Now, I mean, I guess pre-workout may make you feel good for a moment <laughs> or at least during the workout. But I don't know what's in that stuff. And exactly. I wouldn't feel comfortable yep. letting, you know, saying, hey, y'all go buy this just to, to put money in my pocket. Right. Because I, I don't care about money. Money's yeah. a tool. And I'm so glad you said that because one of the things that we need to do is redefine success. And that's a part of it is like if I have a business or an opportunity to monetize my likeness, my personality, whatever it is, I need to take it. No, you don't. You really don't. You need to make sure that whatever you are aligning or connecting yourself to, that it represents you in the best manner possible. And if it doesn't, you need to be able to walk away. And that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I got 100 percent faith in, in your your discernment. Yeah. And, and I'm you know, I believe that like. It's funny because uh, since since the quarantine started, I think I and we talked about this a little bit, so I'll say it here, but. Maybe around. Uh, June. April, June, I actually started to monitor my calorie intake. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to lose some weight. Not overweight by any means, probably a little bit underweight, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to see what I could do. And I went from 193 initially down to 176 over the course of that time. And I'm thinking like, well, what did I do special? I didn't use any protein, any shakes, anything you got to buy from somebody else. All I did was monitor what I was eating. Yeah. I was more careful. That's it. Yeah. Like and then, I do. And then eating stuff out of the garden that we have in the backyard. That's it. Literally, that was it. So I can't necessarily stand by a product. To yeah. your to your point, I can't stand by a product when I've seen the results that this product may speak to for people doing something different. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go right there. There you go right there. And that's how I feel, too. I like, I, you know, I can't I'm not going to stand on something where I'm like, well, hell, I know if I do this, I can get the same results that this is going to that this says it's going to give me. Yep. I just got to put it in the work. Yep. So now that last word you just said, that is the challenge for folk. 
Yes. <laughs> Putting in the work. Yes. To achieve whatever the goal is. Yes. It is such a challenge. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard to get knocked off the horse, you know? Um, I mean, life comes at you fast, right? Yep. But, you know, if you got somebody that can that can stay in your corner and, and encourage you, you, not in hell, they may they even make apps now that will like, let's say you ain't got no friends, right? There's apps you can download and tell it, hey, look, I need you to remind me yep. to do this. Boom. Yep. Come on now. Yep. It's, it's, it's too easy. Yep. It's too easy to not, to not, you know, do it now. Yeah. Like, and the reason I started doing it during this time is because I thought it was ideal. So, you know, you talk about when you go to college, the freshman 15. Yep. Same thing is true with Corona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People working from home. Well, I think I think I read an article on it and they were saying people were gaining anywhere from like 15 to 25 pounds. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, since being home for uh, the coronavirus quarantines and, and um, you know, the stuff sh- shutting down earlier. Yeah. Um, and that's starting to happen. It's a real thing. Think about that. Think about putting on an additional 15 to 20, 25 pounds. And we talked a while ago and, and I was telling you when I first hit that 10 pound marker and you were like, dude, that's a whole lot of weight. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking like, I mean, it, it seems like a big number, but in reality it's like, I don't really seem to, but then when you're like, yeah, that's like a watermelon. And I was like, geez, a yeah. watermelon is off of me. Yep. So, yeah, I mean. A big watermelon. Big watermelon. Like a, a big seeded watermelon. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Not just a baby. Yeah. You know, not a, 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 a GMO. Yeah, that's a big seeded watermelon. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and we, I, I'm going to stop here, but of course we could talk about that all day, but just be mindful. Yeah. Be mindful. Yeah. I was going to say something about uh, in regards to you losing weight. I don't remember what it was. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, since the last time we've talked, there's been many different things that have happened. So much. So many different things. Um, Police still shooting people. Still shooting people. I saw saw a couple shootings. Um, Shooting, tasing. Well, and I say still. um, I guess the videos were actually old videos that were just now being released. Mm -hmm. Right? But I guess... You know, it is what it is. The, the the pattern the pattern has not changed. So I w- <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because there was something that's been sitting on my chest for a couple of days now. Masai Ujiri, the the GM general manager of mm-hmm. the Toronto Raptors, after the Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors last year, 2019, mm-hmm. in the NBA championship, there was an altercation that ensued. I saw that. Mr. Ujiri was just trying to get from the stands to the court yep. to be with his team. He had his badge that says, I'm VIP, basically. He had it out. Yep. And as he was walking towards the security, he had it out and he started to tuck it in. Not only did security stop him and shove him once, but the officer, uh, a sheriff deputy, cursed at him and shoved him a second time. Yeah. After the second time, Mr. Ujiri shoved him back. This officer claimed that he received physical, mental, emotional, and financial damages from that encounter. Yep. Within a week, within one week of today, 2020, 
they released the video. The video. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I was like, hmm. It wasn't even close to his story. It surely wasn't. He initiated. He was the aggressor. He took pictures at the hospital. They showed the pictures. He had no visible anything on his face, neck, chest. What he was saying was injured. Mm-hmm. Come to find out this same officer lost a job, not lost, but was not hired in Arizona because of a fraud charge that he was caught up in prior, an insurance fraud where they saw him walking around, going to lunch with his wife in his yard, in his garage, rather, using a a saw, uh, an electric saw. Yeah. So we know now that his character is, I'm trying to get over. Yep. But- Generally, when you hear sheriff or deputy or sheriff deputy, you're thinking a person with authority. Yep. This person with, and with a, some type of respect yes. or an integrity. It's yes. Integrity. Yeah. That, that's critical to say that. Yeah. When you have that title, you are supposed to be this upstanding citizen that people can rely on to know that not only did you just try to catch this brother up in some garbage, but you've tried to catch other people up in garbage and got caught and were denied jobs elsewhere. And we're still able to work. And Sheriff Deputy, I don't know titles that will in in policing. Yeah. Sheriff Deputy is just like a regular street guy. But, you know, the way I guess the way it works, if you work for the city police, then mm-hmm. you're an officer. Okay. If you work for the county police, you're a sheriff's deputy. Gotcha. Because the sheriff is in charge and he... Deputizes his people. His people yes, that makes to sense. Go out. So a sheriff's deputy is just is equivalent to like a street officer. Okay, that makes sense then. So yeah, you got this guy who who has a history, and he sued Masai Ujiri and the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, he went all the way. All the way went yeah. hard. Like this video would never surface. Yep. Masai wound up countersuing, and and my opinion. Not only is this going to be upset and in terms of his his suit is not going to be respected, but I don't think Messiah is necessarily looking for money compensation, no. but there's something that's going to have to happen from the police force side towards him. So, you know, and I, I read the story about it and I saw the counter suit. Right. And I'm thinking, obviously, he don't need the money. The, the Raptors don't need the money. Mm-mm. None of that. It ain't about the money with him. It's it's about the principles. Principles. 100%. So it's like, okay, you just sued us, me included, for all this cash for something that didn't happen. Yep. Right? And I'm air quoting in here because you know it didn't happen. We we saw the video, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, hell, if I'm if I'm him, I'm like, screw it. I'm gonna sue you for every penny that you got. Cause you asked, cause it was like a million dollar. It was something ridiculous. It was like multi. Yeah, it was multi. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to counter sue you for the same amount of money, like straight up. And 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 I don't care. And and let's be real, he's got the money to 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 outlast them. Outlast them in yes. court. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So yep. dude is gonna run out of money before, you know, he he can't he can't be like. A very rich person and be like, all right, I'm just gonna keep dragging it out, right. dragging it out, dragging right. it out, because that costs money. Donald Trump, <laughs> excuse yeah. me. Yeah, uh, but you know if, because 
and it's true trump would do that right yes. he we know that the, the articles that said hey he would drag it out until they ran out of money and yep. then he wouldn't have to pay exactly people. so same same is going to be here but it, the reverse right he can he can go as long as he wants the yep. other dude will run out of money yep. first absolutely so, so yeah there you go i mean that's that's a good way to get you get 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 your principal man and I, and I'm glad it happened this way. But the weird thing is, I looked at this from a different perspective. When I saw uh, Mr. Ujiri walking toward the sideline, what I noticed is he was walking towards the court with an air about him. Yeah. Like, what he was so dumbfounded and caught off guard by the fact that a officer was stopping him. Yeah. It's almost like he forgot. Yeah, and he might have. I he mean, might have. You know, sometimes when we get a little, a little power and a little cash, sometimes we forget. Yes, and I think that's a part of what the problem was in this case. I think, I think Mr. Ujiri forgot that he was a melanated man. And there was some words exchanged between the two. Yes. I wish I knew what those words were. Well, the majority of them coming from the sheriff deputy were curse words. Yeah. What are you doing? Back the up. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was he was basically like acting like he didn't know who he was. I have a hard time believing he didn't simply because of yeah, you know, I the mean, circumstance. Somebody would have been like, "Hey man, that's that's the owner, man. Yeah. Are you tripping?" Yeah. 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 I and again, think about it. His team is in your city. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that he didn't have an even if he didn't know before when the F- NBA finals started, probably he knew who Nick Nurse, the coach, was. He knew some of the players' names now. Probably knew the GM because the GM was always present. And I think about it like this. There was a before game before there was an after game. Truth. So he would have been down there anyway. Truth. So you can't tell me that, you know, he didn't he didn't know. You know yeah. I mean, I guess you can. I guess maybe that wasn't it's possible. his. Yeah, like maybe that wasn't his regular shift. Maybe he worked a different part of the arena and – when used to to getting that type of uh, type of access, yes, yeah. right, and who knows, right? Well, I guess we won't know. Yeah, possible, not probable. Yeah, I guess we won't know. But I mean, hell, if I'm, well, no, that wouldn't even work either. No one, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. tough. I'm I'm trying to go through all the scenarios in my head, but mm, mm. yeah, no, mm. I think I think the reality was, and this is Joel speaking. I think. That sheriff deputy was a homer, and I don't think we give enough credit to sports and, and our alliance or allegiance to a team. He was probably pissed, saw somebody coming, yeah, and responded based off of what was going on. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it could be other stuff, but this is just my the way I kind of interpreted the situation. Saw this black dude coming and decided he was going to turn up because he was already frustrated already upset you know what i mean like if you're a part of a team your team is losing there's no chance of coming back you might get a a file or a penalty you might do something a little harder than you would have because you're upset that you're losing yeah and that's kind of what i what i saw but damn man how many how many brothers you know wear a suit to a basketball game not many (laughs) so it's like so it's like come on man you could at least the man's in a suit trying to get on the floor like like, hey hey whoa 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 who are you what are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, come on now. And that's where the privilege comes in. Yeah. That thought never crossed his mind to consider who is this man of color in a suit with the credentials to be down here walking towards me 
I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to respond this way. I don't care what your little badge says. Exactly. My badge says this. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, let's be real. I mean, the, the, the policing profession is trying to get rid of those people. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we see it. Um, we see a lot of those people now being, um, you know, brought into the light mm-hmm. because of the media. Cause now, I mean, everybody's got a camera on them. Right. So, right. you know, so now we're seeing that yep. it ain't no more Rodney King where it may be one person in the corner who's got a camera and then they get the video evidence. Everybody's got a camera. Yep. So now we're seeing firsthand like, Oh man, this, this is this, as it's happening. Yeah. This, this is, this is really the way it is. Yep. Right. Yep. So that's, you know what I got to, I, I want to stop here for a second. Cause that's such a great point. When we saw the Rodney King footage, it wasn't immediate. No. It might have been like a few days up to a week later. Yeah, because that guy, he wasn't even sure if he he was like, man, I I, I had it and I was like. What I do just, I do? Yeah, because he said, I just bought the camera yep. and I was like, oh, I'm going to record this. And it just happened to happen that way. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, uh, am I supposed to turn this in? Exactly. <laughs> so think about that. Think about that. During that time, all that time that passed, the public opinion was already set. Yeah. So when public opinion is set, it is almost impossible to change that regardless of whatever evidence that you can provide. Like we look at at, at you know, the current president, 45. Stuff is coming out consistently and has been almost oh, since man. day one. Man. Yeah, what day are we in now? Right. <laughs> But because I think people were so upset that a biracial president was in there before him, nothing he did mattered. So now, because the mind has already been set, we are so against the potential of this happening again. We're just going to align ourselves to this. Yeah. And it's like, as as blatant as, as it is, like how, how do I change my mind from this now? Yeah. I mean, how do you? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't know if some, the problem may be, the problem may be what we see on TV, mm-hmm. right? Because let's be real. I mean, and I love the media right now because <laughs> we can clearly see what, you know, they want you to, to believe what yes. they want you to believe. Who's on whose side? Great. I mean, CNN and Fox News are great. Because you got CNN who, for the most part, I think they 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 have great journalists who try to give a great story, mm-hmm. right? Who try to tell the truth of what's going on. That's not Fox. But yeah, you got Fox on the other hand is like, nah, we nah, we just ain't even gonna say that. We yeah. just gonna we gonna talk about this. Yeah. Like, was it last week? Something came out about Trump. I don't even remember what he did. Oh, Jesus. I don't even remember what he did. He did something. Was it him or the, the Bannon dude who used to work for him who just I'm got sorry. arrested? I'm sorry. Bannon. Yeah. That was last week? Yeah. All of this. Last week, this week. Yeah. <laughs> it, it runs together. It okay. Does. So this yeah. week mm-hmm. or this past week, because we're in a new week. Sunday starts a new week, right? Mm-hmm. So this past week, um, Bannon goes to jail mm-hmm. for the stealing the, the border wall money that right. Trump said that the pe- that Mexico is going to pay for, but actually the people were like, uh, we going to pay for it. And then Bannon was like, nah, ain't nobody paying for it. Cause I'm getting I'm that money. All of that. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. all mine. <laughs> so 
it's funny because every other news station, CNN, MSNBC, even local news, say, hey, uh, Trump's old advisor has been arrested mm-hmm. for stealing, was it $38 million? And some odd million. It was, it was some odd. Ungodly number. Yeah, like I think it was $38 million for the border wall. He stole this money. On Fox News that day, you know what they were talking about? They were talking about if Obama, uh, oh, what was it? It was like if Obama had a secret, a secret call sign to do something, like a secret word or secret call sign for the, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. This this bombshell, this guy has been stealing money, right? Yeah. 38 million. This mm-hmm. is one of Trump's top people. That he vouched for. Yeah. But you your top story is did Obama have a secret code word for it? It was some something that I was just like, Are you serious right now? Yeah. But then I remember what the network was. Mm-hmm. I remember who those major donors were to mm-hmm. that network. I remember who ran that network. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Ooh, this is the this is intentional. Yeah. This is intentional because I know that this base is the base that will try to keep the current system in play. So if I keep them over here in left field, then it don't even matter. And it reminds me, and we'll probably have to, I don't want to talk about it now, but maybe after the break, going into a little bit more detail, Viacom, as an example of the media and who controls it, Viacom now wants to work with Nick Cannon. Yeah. Jewish people own it, right? He, own he it. said his anti-Semit or Semite, Semitic, Semitic mm-hmm. um, statement, right? That wasn't really, but yeah. Case of Rasara, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he says that, and they're like, "Yeah, we we need to go ahead and part ways." But yeah. yet, but yet, on your same airways, you got you be dogging my people. We don't say nothing. We let it happen. But yet, but 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 then you think about it. Think about that's taking ownership. Mm-hmm. They took ownership. Mm-hmm. We have yet to take ownership. Yes, and it's hard for us to take ownership because we're so fractured. Yes, right. There's so. I'm a, I'm gonna say this. So I, I had to watch a video today. I watched. Oh, I didn't have to. Oh, I guess I did. I had to watch it for class. Um, it was about Shirley Chisholm. You know who Shirley Chisholm is right. Yes. Okay. So I had to watch this video today on Shirley Chisholm's run for president mm-hmm. in 72, mm-hmm. right? And the parallels in her her uh, campaign and her her running similar to today. All the black people was fractured and you had all these 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 white men trying to you know break the party up into sections to, you know, figure out uh hey, if you if you vote for me, I'll get I'll do this for you, right? If hey, if this group over here, look, I was for I was with you when when they started sending people to war. I'm trying yep. to keep people back. Vote for me, I, I'm gonna take care of yes. it. Whereas you had Shirley Chisholm, who was also the first African woman, African American woman in the Congress, right? Mm-hmm. The U.S. Congress, who came in and was like, Nah, this ain't right. Everybody's working with each other. We don't we don't need to. You know, we don't need to do this no more. This needs to be about the people in the streets. Yeah. And what did they do to her? Like, 
they 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 pretty much raptured her. I didn't realize that she, that somebody tried to kill her. Well, somebody, some persons tried to kill her three times. They tried to assassinate her three times. I didn't know Did that. Did you know that? No. Yeah, three times. Wow. All in the name of, I say white power, but all in the name of keeping the the current system, right? Yes. Um, and it's just it's just crazy when you think about that because even back then like white people, white people, Jewish people, whatever, persons in the the, the position of uh, power had ownership in themselves mm-hmm. and that they knew how to break up people mm-hmm. to get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the same thing the media does now, right? Viacom does the same thing. Like, yeah. And they had enough ownership to bring it all together. They had enough ownership to be like, mm, Nick Cannon, you ain't, that ain't what's going to work on our airways. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's just kind of crazy. Yep. But at the same time, it's like, it ain't gonna work, Nick. However, we, yeah, we kind of know you've done a really good job of putting on all these yep. people of color. Yep. The streets are riding for you over us. So what we need to do is find a way where we can kind of meet in the middle and make it look like you're progressing. Yeah. And I was I, when I saw it, I was like, they're gonna probably try to make him come out apologize apologize put out some propaganda garbage about respecting other folks and jewish folks and the holocaust and all this other stuff and i'm just like as long as i i had no problems with nick when he apologized initially yeah because maybe he felt like uh, maybe i was wrong i don't know i wasn't there but if he were to go on wax now on wax where it's it's out there it's in the ether and be like Yes, our Jewish brothers and sisters, blah, 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 and not say anything about the the level of, it's not even equal. Yeah. The Holocaust was awful. Yes. Yes. But it's nowhere close to slavery. Yeah. It's nowhere close to being considered a savage, then being considered, okay, well, maybe you're not really a savage, then be con- considered three-fifths of a human, then to be considered, okay, well, maybe you're kind of human, but you're just a slave. You, you yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, there's all these steps that we had to go through just to get to where we are today where we're still fighting for equality. Yep. Jewish folks didn't have to do that. Nope. It doesn't take away from the Holocaust. Not at all. But it's very strange to me that, okay, your skin looks the way it looks if you're walking down the street. As you're a not regular subject person, to anything. You're not subject to anything. Everybody would just imagine, oh, that's just another white person. Right, and nobody would know you were Jewish unless you said, I'm Jewish. Absolutely. Or if you were representing hardcore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's, I mean, and that just made me think about, you remember, who was the football player that said something anti-Semitic? Uh, I forgot who it was. But anyway, he had he apologized. And then, like, one of the other... Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. And then one of the other white Jewish players, right, was like, well, you know, he apologized, and, you know, we're, we're working together, and we're going to take him to this Holocaust museum, da 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 Well, how come when somebody calls me a nigga and all that, don't nobody get all up in arms, and, and I'm not... They not apologizing to me, and I'm not taking them to... To Ghana, yeah, to, the, or, to the coast. Or to the, the African-American Museum. And right? the only reason why I said Ghana is because the African-American Museum is newer. 
Yeah. But to take them to Ghana, to the coast. Yeah. To see where the slave trade started. Yeah. To see the foundations, to see the, the, the caverns that people had to go through, where they were kept. The barracoons. The barracoons. Yep. Yeah. They don't see that. Ain't nobody going there for that. Right. And like nobody's. I, I've been called a nigga many times in my life by just random white folks. Likewise. Right? But none of them have ever apologized to me. And I've and never have I ever been like, it's okay. We'll get through this together. <laughs> I want you to c- come come to DC with me. We're gonna go yeah. to the the national uh, the African American Museum. Yeah. I'm gonna show you the plight of my people. Let's share this experience together. So how come it you know the other way around? That's the way it is, but it's not that way on on my side. Well, it, so I'm man. Hold on. You know what? Think about that. We Let's gotta take, take break. this break. Let's we do gotta that. take this break. I got to get this money, man, because I turned down a, a sponsorship. <laughs> Let go. All right. We gonna come back quick because we gotta come back quick. <laughs> we here. So for left, we was talking about why is it? Why don't we? Why don't us as brown skin individuals get the same, you know, treatment when somebody calls us out of our name? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Man, you know, and, and I get. I think we tried to attempt to answer it before we left, but I don't think it happened. No, it didn't. Right and, and I was gonna give a man. It was gonna be deep. It was gonna be expressive. It was going to be so eye opening. I forgot. Yeah, it happens. It happens. And I and and I don't know. Is, is it? Well, you know, I know exactly why. Uh, I know exactly why we don't get that same treatment. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why. In the words of Frederick Douglass. Talk to me. Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did and it never will. Find out just what any any people will quietly submit to and you have found out the exact measures of injustice and, and wrong which will be imposed upon them and these will mm. continue till they are re- resisted with either words or blows or with both. Mm. The mm. limits of tyrants are prescribed by the endurance of those they oppress dude thank you there you go thank you mr douglas thank you and and i have been saying for the longest time on this very podcast there is no such group that has ever existed in the existence of the cosmos the universe earth that has said you know what it's not right We've been running things too long. Yep. Let's go ahead and give some power to somebody. No one does that. Yep. No one. And in order to keep that, I've got to find ways to justify me being in power. I've got to be able to justify the reasons why you're not. Yep. Your, your incapabilities. I've got to point all of these out. And I think about America. How can I point out the incapabilities of black America? African-Americans, melanated folks, people of color, that they are not capable of ordering their own steps. I know it's, it's supposed to be Jesus and God that orders <laughs> our steps. And, I, and I, I buy into that, but they are incapable. How do we do that? Divide and conquer, which you also yep. mentioned before the break. Yep. If I can get them arguing and fighting amongst each other, guess what? 
nobody has a point anymore. Yep. Nobody can come to uh, media and be like, you know what? This. No, because, well, this person who is respected amongst your community says this. You're saying this. Sounds like y'all got some issues. Yeah. So maybe you individually are tripping. How do we how do we make a demand if there is no demand but if there's a thousand demands? Exactly. How do we make a demand to the people in power if there are a thousand demands? Yes. How do you do that? Yep. And and I tell people this all the time. I'm gonna tell you too. And I think I've told you this before many times. The Republican Party moves like ants. Mm-hmm. Ants, when when they're doing stuff, ants do stuff with purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They move with purpose. They build with purpose, and they protect their their interests, which yes. is their queen, with, with purpose. purpose. Yes. Right. The Republican Party has done just that. Mm-hmm. Now, what I think that they also do a good job of is throwing stuff at the wall and seeing See what, what sticks, sticks. <laughs> because yeah. Democrats, the other majority party sees, Oh, well this is on the wall now. Then they got this small pocket of people talking about that. Mm-hmm. And then they got something else on the wall. And then they got this small pocket of people talking yep. about that. Right. Yep. And there you go. If, if I got, you know, a hundred people and they've all broken up into four or, or five person teams now on a separated on a, on a, on an issue win. can't win. And I can't demand anything because mm-hmm. they're like, well, it's like five of you. Yeah. Like, I can't enough. That ain't enough to do anything. So, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a reference your homie from UT. I, I think his first name was Derek, but furlough, furlough, Furkowski, my guy. Yes. One of the most brilliant things that he said when we had him on the show was sports is one of the greatest learning ventures that uh, an individual can go on because you learn, you have to be able to deal with success and failure in short order. And because of that, you are now equipped to deal with life differently. Yep. And when I think about us as a culture still right now, 2020, we're not equipped with those skills. No, no, and I, I say it all the time, we're still arguing about voting. That's one thing, but we're still arguing about things that are so dated. There's no chance for us to get ahead of the curve if we're still arguing about old stuff. Yeah. And I mean, there's history behind that. It is. It's intentional for yeah, sure. There's history behind that. And and the problem with that is, is that you got people right now, man, so many people condemned me last year. Well, not last year, but before and four years ago, I'll say four years ago when Trump was running because I, I didn't vote. Yeah. And they told me I was told so many times it's your fault. It's people like you who got him in office. And I'm just like, what did I do? Wow. <laughs> or what didn't I do? Yeah, OK, didn't I didn't I vote. And it's OK. And it's all on me. It falls back on me. Right. Now, ask me this question. Hey, Joe, what are those people doing right now in terms of social justice and the the uh, uh, the movement or the advancement of people of color? What are they doing? The, the same, those we're talking about the people who talked about you, right? People who dogged me out for not voting. They voted. Yeah. What are they doing right now? 
I don't remember which button the cricket button is. Oh, no. Dang, I don't even know. It's been that long. There, there it, it goes. Like, it's been so long. Crickets, everybody. Crickets. Crickets. And that's not necessarily meant to be a diss, but it's meant to be put it on, on right there in Front Street, what your point is. If I can make you argue with you and I'm trying to win the game, y'all too busy arguing to beat me. Yep. You are not a factor in this race anymore. And when I look at the presidential, well, not even just the presidential, but the process leading up to who's going to be the next president, the Republican, the the Democratic, the, the conventions that they do to decide who's going to represent the parties. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. So what I want to say to anybody again is if you believe voting is the only way or it's the most important thing to do, please do it. If you don't believe voting is the most important thing to do, that's fine. Make sure you're doing something else. If you're not doing anything else to further the cause of the underrepresented, the undereducated, the under uh, privileged, then you're a part of the problem. Yeah. And I want to talk about this because, I mean, we're in the state of Tennessee. Okay. Right? So this is important. So did you see what happened last Thursday, this past Thursday Mm-mm. in Tennessee? Mm-mm. In downtown, to be exact. What, what, what's your governor? Please tell me that you know what I'm talking about. No, you don't. It's okay. She's too quiet. Over yeah, there. I'm Look, silent. Looking at me confused. Yeah. So did you know that Tennessee Governor Bill Lee on Thursday signed into law um, a, it's a law that would make camping on uh, state property. Oh, my God. A felony. A class hmm. E felony. Felony but a, nonetheless. But a, but a felony nonetheless. And in the state of Tennessee, if you're a felon, what can't you do? Vote. Now, these people <laughs> aren't doing anything wrong but sitting on the property. So these are protesters. Because what do you know what's been going on for the past 80 days downtown? There's been a small group of protesters mm-hmm. who've only wanted two things. They said, we either want to talk to the governor about things that are going on in this state and things that are going on in this country and how we can help or how he can help make things better. Um, or we want you to take the Nathan Bedford Forrest bust out of the Capitol. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what did governor Lee say? He, he was on the news. He hijacked the conversation. It was like, well, if they, you know, what do you say? If they want to talk about something, no, if, if they don't want to be civil, then we're not going to get anything done. I'm not going to talk to them. Now, again, the people said, hey, we just want to talk about these issues mm-hmm. and nothing else. But you see how the governor flipped it and is like, Made well, them if, the they're gonna, yeah, if, if they're not going to be civil about this, I'm not talking to them. So he pushed it off on them, right? Because that's what 
people like him do, who's, yeah. who's never had, he's never in his lifetime had to interact with a person of color on a, on a true level. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be, let's just be real outside of, is. outside of a work environment. He has never, his, he ain't got no, he ain't got no black friends. Mm-mm. And if he told me he had black friends, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Don't right. talk to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, back to the point, this bill passed, which now makes camping, um, on the on the property, a felony. It also makes some other small things. I think they like enhanced some penalties. Like if you if you touch an off, well, I say if you touch an officer, if you like, they they say if you, I don't know, I don't even know the word that that makes it broad. But anyway, if you like come into contact, come in, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. If you come into contact with an officer, I guess and they they feel that 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 um that touches a threat to them then they can charge you right which is also a felony right classy felony but a felony nonetheless right and you lose your voting rights in state tennessee so if that if that ain't voter suppression i don't know what it is the governor of the state of tennessee has just said you know what for exercising your first amendment right freedom to assemble i am going to take away your voting rights you are not free to assemble at and and i say his house my house i pay for that he don't pay shit for it right right i pay and and everybody says i pay his salary but i really do right Mm -hmm. like me and you both our tax dollars help pay for those grounds yep we they help pay for that building Mm -hmm. they help pay for the people who protect that building come on now but now for me to say, hey, my leader is acting up, something isn't right, now I am going to be penalized with a class C felony and lose my voting rights in some cases. Dude. Yes, that happened. Now, what was it before? Illegal camping on state property was a misdemeanor prior to, right? Until last, until this past Thursday. Now it is a felony. A felony. A felony. So, and I'm just going to be real. We have a large harm, homeless population. Yeah. If I am homeless and I, let's just say I'm tired. I just happen to sit because the, the, the stairs and the wall over there on, on Capitol Hill are really nice. I mean, mm-hmm. you, could, you could prop up against it, you know. If I sat there, fell asleep, you could come outside, put me in handcuffs, take me to jail, and charge me with a felony and send me to jail. Yep. Does that make sense? It doesn't, but it's it's classic behavior. Now, what what else makes it crazy is that like this bill was drawn up really quick, and it was a bill that I think it. They tried to, the Republican Congress people tried to sneak it past the Democrats that they didn't see it because they, they met it like in the middle of the night to, to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they say that, oh, we're not trying to, we're not trying to suppress anybody that, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is crazy to me. But that happened right here in this state. But it, you Classy felony with a minimum mandatory sentence of 30 days 
in jail. And we got our Democratic representative to thank for, well, not only, but also to thank for the maximum minimum. But anyway, that's another conversation another day. Yeah, I mean, he was part of. That's what I said. He, he was part, part of, of it. He wasn't yeah, the, he was but he was a part of that. I, but you know, I I I wholeheartedly believe that people can change. I, no, yes, everybody. Not only do I believe people can, but you you have to give people the opportunity to do so. I just have a very hard time, and, and now I'm sidebarring, but I have a hard time believing in anything political. Anything anything that somebody stands to gain from. I have a hard time believing that they're going to be able to remain pure. Like even when people go to well, the pure ones, they've always find a way to keep the pure ones out. Think about what they're doing to AOC right now or what they've been doing since she's been in. She's been called everything under the under the sun. They've they've tried to discredit her. They've tried to do everything they can because, you know, and maybe everything she says isn't, isn't correct. I don't know. I don't she's not in my district. I don't follow her per se. Mm hmm. But it seems that she's coming from a good, genuine place with a good heart mm -hmm. and is trying to do better for the people. And because she's trying to do better for the people, the powers that be are like, eh, this ain't how this works. Right. And you need to quit it. Yeah. It's not our concern. And I say that because you know how hard they fought the person who ran against her this past primary. You know how hard they fought to get her out? How much money Republicans put into that campaign to get AOC out? Who is AOC? Uh, Cortez, or, or not, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio yes, okay, yes. Her, out yeah. of New York. Yep. The young girl. Yep. I say the young girl. I mean, I guess she's what, like 28, 29? Um, she, she, yeah, she a baby. Yeah, but she, you know, she's out here making moves. Yeah. And doing what she thinks is right, and I can't fault her for that. She, she Everything she's done, I'm like, shit, I do it. I mean, I, you, I was put here by the people, and to relate it back to Chisholm, Chisholm was like, Chisholm being the first woman, um, first African-American woman in Congress, she challenged the Congress, right? Mm -hmm. So it, as a junior congressman, you come in, they put you on a committee. They put you on a committee. You don't get to choose. You're a jun junior congressman, right? Yeah. So they put, they tried to put her on the agricultural committee. And she said no. And they're like, no, no, no. You're a junior congressman or a congresswoman. You're going to do what we tell you to. And she said, no, no, no. I'm a junior congressman or congresswoman. Let me address her, right? I'm a junior congresswoman, but putting me on the agricultural committee does not do anything for my constituents back at home in New York City in Brooklyn. Yeah. Because ain't no farms in Brooklyn. Right. She's like, so you're not going to put me on something that doesn't have anything to do with my people. Man, she, that reminds me so much of right now. Yeah. And we talked about this before, but I'll bring it up again real quick. You got all of this diversity and inclusion emphasis for most organizations right now, right? Mm -hmm. You have executives. You have your chief information, your HR folks, your finance folks, your whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Who primarily is your executive, quote unquote, representation for your diversity and inclusion push? For your your diversity inclusion officer, right? Yeah, who what, is black? All there the it time. Is. There it is. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. But how often are they uh, 
information officer or a HR executive or a. It's not. It's usually just somebody they picked. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's usually somebody they pick. So to that point, well, we think you'd be great at this. You would be. We we really need you because you're skilled. You're so good at this. Yeah. No, you check the box. Yep. Which which you see that's another position that that the turnover rate is so high because I think they get and this is my opinion. I think they get good people in those positions who actually try to make some change but then leadership is like you need to sit tight you're doing too much like this is i know this is what it says but you just here because of exactly so you really don't have the power you thought yeah you had you thought you was gonna be up change something you ain't changing nothing now but we're gonna give you this money and we're gonna tell the world well we have a diversity and inclusion officer and and they try every day to up our numbers and this and this and this, right? Come on now. Yeah. But yet, but yet, listen to me. You see these companies who have these peoples, these peoples in these uh, positions, mm-hmm. and yet you still see ads that come through that, that may or may not be racist. And you're like, how in the hell did that make it through? Come on now. I'm and preach. I'm 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 just saying you preach. still you see these things happen. You see I've seen ads. I'm like, ooh, I don't know how that made it. Mm-hmm. Right? I've seen uh, stuff in. I've seen print, and it's like, how did that make it through? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, well, hold on. I thought you had. I thought you had a person who was in charge of making sure all this was, was acceptable, was, was, right? To them. But let me tell you. That just showed me right there. You don't have no power. Yep. You you don't have the power you thought you had. Yep. Right? Or we, as right. the people, hoped. Right. President yeah. Obama. Well, I'm I am i am a fan. And Henry <laughs> if Henry was here, he'd fight you right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you talk about go it. In. And and again, I, I want to be very, very clear. There is something so special about Barack Obama. And you know this, and this is why I love this too, because we can talk this. Sports is the great equalizer, right? Yeah. Talking sports, it makes sense in all facets of life. If you have somebody that people can connect to as your leader, they're going to follow them. Yep. You got a bad basketball team, a bad football team. If you got somebody who's willing to put their all out there, put it on the line for the team, people will follow. Yep. And I feel like that is what Barack Obama represented. He represented the one who's going to be out there, put it out there on the line for all of these folks, and people are going to follow because of that. That's where my respect for Barack Obama is at its pinnacle. Yeah. What he meant for people of color or, or just the disenfranchised in general is significant. Never will I take that away from him. The, 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 because I don't want to make it sound like it's not real, but the image that him, Michelle, Sasha, and Malia put out there for us, it was like the Cosbys in the White House. Yep. Bro, that's no, amazing. No scandals, no nothing. No Everybody's sc- still doing good. Man. And everybody loves them. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. 
that does not happen in the presidency. Yeah. It doesn't happen. So as a man, what he represented, what he meant, and the hope that he provided to young folks and old folks, second to none. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's funny or not funny, but kind of ironic. Um, and I, I, I never, I didn't even put two and two together. You remember when Obama, President Obama said, um, I'm not the president of black America. I'm the president of America, of, of America, mm-hmm. right? Of all America. I think mm-hmm. that's what his direct quote. But you know when Shirley Chisholm run, and and I, I'm talking about her because I've been doing research on her, right? right so that's right. why she's fresh on my mind today. She said it too. She said when she gave her 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 uh, speech, her like her nomination or candidate for for Democratic, okay, uh, the, the Democratic nomination yeah. for president, right? Mm-hmm. She said, "I'm not the candidate of Black America. I, although I'm black and proud." I'm not the candidate of the women's movement of this country, although I am a woman and I'm equally proud of that. Um, I'm the candidate of the people of America. Mm. And it's funny because, I mean, what did President Obama said the same thing? Same right? thing. He said, I'm not, I'm not the, the president of black America. I'm the president of all America. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just history repeats itself. It does. It's just, it's eerily. Crazy. Very eerily similar. Yeah. So anyway, we um are running out of time. Well, I'm 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 just happy to be here, man. And uh this show I, I say it a lot and I want to make sure that I always say this on wax on air. Yeah. This show literally helps me to get through it because not everybody's willing to hear what a non-athlete, professional athlete, yeah, professional musician, professional actor, comedian, whatever it is, not everybody's willing to listen to what a black man is saying. Yep. But to be able to say it and to see the following that we have in the countries that we've touched, it lets me know that there's potential that my words based on my situations, my pain, my frustrations have connected with somebody else. That's paramount. Yeah, I agree to the success of not just us as a people, but the country as a whole. I agree. If one person listens to this and gets something from it, then we've done our job. We've done our job, right? Yep. So, yep. The 99 and the one. Yeah. So, and then that one person will reach out to another one person and be like, hey. And then maybe that one person, the cycle continues, right? Butterfly effect. Yeah. So, yeah. there you go. Well, this has been Therapeutic. Therapeutic yeah. Podcast. That's what we are. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So, well, we ain't got nothing else to say. I don't think. I ain't got nothing else to say. No, no. All right. Hey. All right. Well, if that's the case, we're going to let the music play us out. We out. Peace.